Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. So many people are scared of money. Now, if that resonates, Don't worry, I totally get it. The topic of money can feel like this overwhelming thing that looms over you 24-7, something inescapable that people try so hard, so desperately hard to ignore for as long as possible. But I'm here to say it's time for salon owners to remove their head out of the sand when it comes to money. I see so many salon owners every day who are struggling when it comes to making money and making profit, but it actually doesn't have to be that hard. Did you know there are three simple steps salon owners should take to make and be more efficient with their money? Now, in this episode, my guest, Caleb, the founder of Better Wealth, will reveal to you those three simple steps towards being more efficient and controlling money today while maximizing future wealth potential. Now, this is a super insightful episode. Can't wait for you to hear it. Let's dive in. Let's meet Caleb. Caleb, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. It is a pleasure being here. I told you this before coming on. I, I made sure that my hair was up to uh, up to the up to code. So I'm I'm excited and it's gonna be a blast. It's looking good. You're good. Thanks. <laughs> well, look, let's start with uh, who are you anyway? Where do you live and uh, how did you get to be doing what you're doing? Tell us. Yeah, story. I think I think the initial reaction of people are watching this are like my goodness, you look way too young to even be cutting my hair, let alone telling me about my money. Um, and so my, my story in a nutshell is um, I'm from the States. I grew up in Wisconsin and now live in Denver, Colorado. And I've always been into money. I've, you know, growing up, I was homeschooled. And so my parents definitely fostered the um, being proactive and working hard. And um, I had a, an, a time in my life when I was 12 years old when I was super short. I always have struggled with dyslexia and very, I wasn't very confident at that time. And I remember messing up in front of my, my friends during a play where I forgot two lines. And what made matters worse is I remember pulling out my note card and like butchering like my two lines. And so I just remember that in my, in my past as being like a very low time. But my mom told me something really special uh, the day after, after that. And she said, Caleb, the things that you can't control, like your height, don't worry about. But the things that you can control go all in. And so that attitude very much was like what what I was encouraged with growing up. And so I got a, a multiple jobs. I worked on the farm. I started making money and, and I started realizing that money could be a tool. Then I got a job at a bank when I was 17 and I worked really hard in, in a lot of different departments. And when I, when I was 19 years old, I became one of the youngest people in the country to take over a bank's investment department. I, again, 19 year, years old, I'm like helping people with their investments. And the guy that was like a second father to me, a, a boss and an owner of the bank, he took me under his wing and he said, Caleb, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I know you care deeply for people. And so you're going to go figure this out. And so that I w- went on like a two and a half year journey of like asking questions, like knowing that there's a better way because people 
are getting crushed right now at whether it relates to taxes, whether it relates to a lack of efficiency, whether it relates to just the lack of understanding how money can show up powerfully in your life. And so I, I realized a couple things. Um, and, and so I've kind of made it a personal mission to help people live their, to their highest potential by helping them with money. And so when I turned 21, I graduated college. I didn't even think I was gonna get through college, but um, I don't know, I, I must've talked my professors into to, uh, you know, passing me. And um, I just knew that I, I had a message that I needed to share with the world. And so I left the bank on good terms and became, again, one of the youngest people to start an independent financial planning company. And we essentially work with people in Canada and in the States um, a, a, and virtually, and we, we do coaching. We also help people, uh, entrepreneurs and investors create more efficient strategies to use money as a tool so that they can live more intentionally. And so that's my, my story in a nutshell. Um, and I'm, I'm just grateful to be here and you're going to see, I would get really passionate about the subject of money because I feel like if people understood it, they would be better business owners, better parents, better spouses. And it's the ripple effect is really amazing. So I can't wait to get into this conversation with you. Um, there's some really good things that we're going to dig out, but I want to just start actually a little bit sort of un, unplanned, but suddenly inspired that, you know, you want to help people manage their money, be more efficient with it and use it as a tool. But I'd feel like there's a block for a lot of people. Somehow we're scared of money. Is yeah. this something that shows up for you and that you see a lot that yeah. people just have a weird relationship with money? Yeah. Talk it, to me about that a little bit. The, one of the number one problems when, we, when people come to us is a lack of clarity. And the, the most misquoted Bible verse there is, is the money is the root of all evil. That's, that's actually not true, but, but we, we buy into that because we're like, money must be evil because we all know a rich person that's just a total um, jerk, you know? And so I, here's, here's the problem. Money itself is, is a dumb thing to chase. It, you will never be happy. And we all know someone who has a lot of money that's miserable. But money is a tool to help you live more intentionally, changes the framework and, and creates money as, as the lifeblood of living your, your purpose, of, of the lifeblood of, of living a fulfilled life. And so one of the number one things that we, we ask, and we won't move forward with someone, if someone wants to get an efficiency hack or they wanna you know, implement what, what I write about in my book, like we won't move forward with them until we get clarity on what does financial independence look like what would you do if money wasn't an issue? And like, why does this matter? And, and I know some, some of that, like some of you are getting nervous just by me asking those questions, but I'm telling you, if you can't answer that, money will literally not change your life. Mm -hmm. It's Alice in Wonderland when she's at the fork in the road and the cat asks her where she wants to go and she says she doesn't know. Cat says something very profound. If you don't know where you wanna go, any road will get you there. Majority of people are running their businesses, running their finances, running their family, running their personal life, not having clarity on where they want to go. And they wonder why they're broke and miserable and frustrated. I love that. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. <laughs> so um, let's talk about another really sort of poignant thing that you said to me was, um, you know, we're chasing money uh, as business owner. We're chasing the money. We're chasing the income. We're doing the strategies to bring the money in. And it seems to be chewing up a lot of our time. But in fact, if we have an efficiency, uh, once the money comes in with what we do with the money and we have bad habits or we have bad outcomes, 
i.e. no profit, um, it seems pointless to be chasing more to come in when there's actually just a, a, we've got a bunch of holes in our bucket and we just keep tipping more water in. So can we talk a little bit about, and you said it just before, uh, efficiency hacking. Like I really like this idea and and it's like, I always imagine money like a, like a like a bucket that's like a funnel it's a funnel yeah, right and there's lots of money that comes in and, and hopefully some drips come out the bottom is what we most of us are doing we've got all these holes that are halfway down and got all these sprouts of water yeah. pouring out like let's block some holes <laughs> yeah i love that you mentioned that's that that analogy because that's the one of the analogies that i use as well is if you think about it because we always we can relate to that if your if your money right now is a bucket, if your financial strategy or whatever is a bucket, so many people have an equivalent of they're working so hard to fill that bucket, but they're not being efficient, and because of the lack of efficiency, they're losing money that they don't even know that they're losing. Yeah. So let me let me walk through this a little bit. So another example that I like to give is if you ever have driven a car and and if and you've ever done this i've done this when i first started driving you accidentally hit the gas and the brake at the same time it's it's awful it's a cringe it's like very cringeworthy so many people are doing that when it comes to their financial life what do i mean if you know where you want to go okay so you have that goal then you what you have to do is you have to look at what's actually going on and you have to say okay what are areas in my life that my foot's on the brake along with the gas because what, what a lot of financial advisors will say is, oh, just get a better rate of return. Well, that's the example of you pouring money into a funnel, having a bunch of holes, and then getting a good rate of return on, on you know, droplets when, when you really should be focused on plugging the holes. And then the rate of return matters less because you have a lot more money. And so that, that volume of growth happens. And so three things to look at. When you're when you're thinking about being efficient, and, and if you're listening to this or watching this, unless you're driving, take notes here because I'm I'm giving you the framework that that people pay us a lot of money for. Um, because at the end of the day, it's like I love this so much, and, and and there's actually an art whether you have no money to your name or millions of dollars to your name, and how to think about money. So after you have clarity on where you want to go, what we ask people to do is track three things. The first thing is your cash flow. Cash flow is all the money coming in. This could be revenue. From your from your you know your salons, this could be um, income coming in from jobs or part time, and so we want to we want to track that. And when you have money, your money can either go two places: it's either gone or it's saved. It could be gone to taxes, it could be gone to you know paying for your kids' college or school, it could be gone to a lattes, <laughs> your daily latte, it could be gone for you, you you name it. The interesting thing about money is money is not emotional about your circumstance. It, it, excuses are excuses, but the point of the matter is when you lose money, you don't just lose that money, but you lose what that money could have earned you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I, write the, I write about this in my book. It's kind of crazy, but $100 today is worth way more than $100. It's really worth like more like $1,000 if you think about the pro- production that that $100 could do for you if it was working for you. So when you lose money, whether it's to taxes or to lattes, you, you don't just lose that money, but you lose what that money could have earned you. And if you save that money, you don't just have that money, but that money is growing for you and working for you to be able to help you in the future. And so, so step number one when it comes to efficiency is just audit the money coming in and where, where the money's going. And ask the question, can I make more money? And once you make the money, where's my money going? And 98% of people that we talk to, regardless of how much money they make, they spend, 
they consume, and they find when they when they audit their cash flow that they're saving a fraction of what they need to be saving. Yeah. The second part of efficiency is your assets. And an asset, the definition of an asset is anything of value. So technically, you're, an asset could be this microphone, this asset could be a car, this asset could be, you know, your, you know, your, your chairs. But, but what, when we think about assets from a financial point of view, think about assets of anything like your retirement accounts, maybe real estate, your business, and, and ask the question, okay, are these assets that I have, make a list, and we actually have um, a, a way to analyze those assets and ask a question like, are these checking off kind of these, we have the, the nine perfect, perfect things to, to look for for an investment. And um, one of the things that we want people to do, especially if you're a business owner, is start auditing, like, are these assets actually helping me get the result that I want? There's a lot of business owners that are investing in investment accounts that might be the the typical advice, but those investment accounts are not helping them show up powerfully in their salon. And so what we try to do as a company is we try to get people to really reflect back on like, what are you doing with your money? Where's your money invested? Where's your money stored? And is it showing up powerfully for you today? The, the third area, and, and again, I could talk about this all day, but the third area is looking at your debt. And there's, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Good debt puts money back in your pocket. Good debt could mean the debt that you went into to start a store. And, and that's that, that one idea got you the ability to bring in money and do what you love. But I think a lot of people, when they think of debt, they have negative uh, emotions because a lot of people are drowning in debt, whether it's credit card debt, whether it's, whether it's going to school and not necessarily getting a ton of value from the education, but having, having to pay student debt whether it's um, you know, debt on a car and you just feel like you're drowning. And so we, we have a, a system to be able to analyze what is good debt and what is bad debt. And, and instead of being like, like taking a shotgun to your debt, what, what are the debts that you need to focus on first and how to create efficiency? And a lot of times you can be debt-free in less than 10 years just by having a system of, of how, how that all works. And so overall, when we talk about efficiency, we look at cash flow. Cash flow makes the world go round. You want to make sure, ask the question, can I increase my cash flow? Where's my money going? We look at your assets. Where's my money invested in? And are these investments actually helping me show up powerfully? And then we look at your, and you look at your debt and you want to have a system to analyze good debt versus bad debt. And if you can, if you can audit yourself in that way, you are going to be ahead of majority of people around the world because so many people don't even want to think about it. They just put their head in the sand and... Um, it shows up in every area. Hey, hey, it's me here, Larissa here, just popping in to talk to you about something interesting. Don't worry though, we'll get back to the episode in just a sec. But for now, I want to ask, do you feel like 2020 has been a super rocky road, like lots of unexpected potholes in the journey of salon business? Well, maybe you felt deflated, overwhelmed, and that the stress is starting to seep into every aspect of your life. Well, I want to give you a fresh start in 2021, a chance to rewrite your own ending, take matters into your own hands, and actually be the one who decides to go for it and take a leap and make a change in your life and your business. Now, if this sounds like you, let's chat. I'd love to help you level up your business in 2021 and bring a new chapter a chapter of success. So if you want to find out more, then just DM me, PM me, let's chat. 
and you can tell me a little bit about your salon, your team, your goals. Let's see if we are a good fit to work together. Let's make a plan for you. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, for sure. I love this. Um, it's such a simple thing, but we don't do it, is have a look at how much is coming in, how much is going out, what is left over, what are we doing with the leftover? And I really liked your... Uh, what your hundred every hundred dollars is going to become and so when i buy my latte now which i don't do very often <laughs> i will be thinking about that six dollars what it what is that six dollars going to be in 10 years time uh because is that six dollars really serving me right now and maybe you know i do believe in having a little luxury here and there but it yep. certainly makes you think uh for sure i love that. one here's here's the exciting part is yeah. there's there's the compound value of a dollar, but then there's also the control. And and we, we've talked about this even before getting on, is I believe the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. Because at the end of the day, you are the derivative, you are the thing that is making this income happen. And so what we always encourage is do whatever puts you in the in the mindset to to live more intentionally. So for some people, they go, Caleb, I understand that that $4 latte is costing me a couple thousand dollars over my lifetime, but I am, I am the person X that will produce that. So it's not a, it's not just a, if you spend a dollar, it's, 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 it's bad. It's making, being intentional with understanding that there's control and compounding and we want to maximize both. You just all focus on compounding. You may not have any control and as a result you might not be able to stay in business mm. you have all control you'll crush it in business but you'll have no money so you'll have to continue to work so it's a combination of of those two things and and that's a healthy balance that you need to have so this is uh as the business as the ceo we need to take control of yep. uh yeah like you said it's intentional isn't it intentionally yep. stepping into i'm going to be i really like the word that you use uh show up powerfully for myself for my business for yep. the money or, for, or even for the road that i'm choosing or the goal that i have in place yeah that's actually number one that's actually the number one thing yeah okay um so we've talked about us showing up for ourselves financially uh, um, mentally and emotionally we've talked about plugging some holes and being a little bit more efficient uh, in what we do with our money intentionally um, what about what sort of plops out the bottom? When I think about a business and a funnel and the, and the water's going in and we're plugging the holes and we start to increase what's actually falling out the bottom. What could we, should we, because I know this is something that I've faced at various different times in my own life and I know salon owners and especially some of the ones that I'm starting to work with a lot is falling out the bottom. Can you give us some sort of thoughts on yeah. what should we be doing with money once we have some? Yes. <laughs> Um, this, this is a great concept because really what you're asking is where should I invest my money? Yeah. Like, where should I put my money? And again, you, if you're listening to this in the United States or in Canada, like I wrote a book on a strategy addressing this, but regardless, I'm going to answer this in a universal way because I, I, I think that this will be very, very helpful. So common question is where should I invest my money? The, 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 the way to answer that is to first understand what you actually want, because again, you can't spend a rate of return and ultimately you're investing to live intentionally. 
The second thing is you need to know where you're at. So once you know where you want to go and once you know where you're at and you have additional money that through efficiency, so you plug those holes, you have additional money coming out. Ultimately, you want to invest in, in that result that you're seeking. Okay. Now for some, for some of you, you have to ask yourself, what is the asset based activity? There's a common um, popular book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of the most read books when it comes to entrepreneurship and investing. And Robert Kiyosaki talks about um, you are financially free when you have when you buy assets that produce cash flow to be enough to live your life. It's an amazing equation. I think about it a little bit differently. I think about what what can you do with your time and your money that can help you live more intentionally and, and intentional living is ultimately living to where you want to go. And so that, that looks different depending on who you are, but there's a lot of people listening to this that may need to double down on their business. They may need to invest in more equipment. They need, might need to invest in marketing and you can do so in such a way where that's an investment because it's ultimately helping your business, but it's helping bringing more cash flow in. Some people might, Look at real estate and say, hey, if I do real estate right, it, it will grow in value. It might produce cash flow. I might get tax benefits. You can use leverage. So real estate's not good or bad. It, for some people, it can be amazing. For some, for some of your audience, they should invest their money in index funds or, or whatever. And it, it all depends on where is that one place that will get me closest or closer or give me the results that I want. And so again, if we were sitting down from someone, we would go through that process and we would highlight areas to be like, I think you need to double down on your business, or I think you need to invest in a vacation, or I think you need to invest in, in this asset class because it will help you get there. So many people don't invent, invest intentionally. And, that, and, that, and again, it shows up in a lot of areas. They might have money, but it might not be serving them um, in a way that actually helps them. And so I'm a, I'm a nerd when it comes to investing your money intentionally. And when you find, like when you start listening to this, you're gonna realize that most people that are rich don't even have that concept. And so it, it just really comes down to where, where's your values and making sure that you invest that money to make those values a reality. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I think you're so right and being intentional about it because uh, the first thing, the first goal is to ensure that you have some money, that there is enough money falling out exactly. of the um, and that's, uh, I think that's the first destination that we need to have. And I do think there's a mindset often that can really easily filter in of, um, I don't know how to have money, that yep. actually it just, uh, a mindset of it actually just needs to be spent. The minute it sits in my hand, it needs to be spent. Is that something that you come across? I feel like I come across that a lot. 100%. It's the mindset. And, and again, it's a lot, a lot of times, if you can't, if you can't have self-discipline, the investment thing doesn't, doesn't really matter. It's the, it's the mindset and the efficiency. And it's really saying, oh, I have a problem here. And instead of focusing on investing, I got to address that problem, which could be having tough conversations with people that you love the most. Yeah. Yeah. Starting with yourself. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this has been a, a very insightful conversation. And I think uh, there's got to be a couple of takeaways in there for you, wherever you are at, because everybody's at a slightly different stage, right? That's right. Um, now, you're a business owner, uh, yeah. Caleb. And uh, what is a, a, a quote or a mantra that you live by day, by, you know, day in, day out that uh, would be useful for salon owners to hear? 
the actually I haven't shared this in a while, but it's a quote by Andy Stanley. And and he said this before I got even into the money space. I was 15 years old and I heard this quote for the first time. And he said, the value of your life is always measured by how much of it was given away. The value of your life is always measured by how much of it was given away. And the ultimate gift that we can, the, the ultimate um, goal of fulfillment is serving people. And and I always remind myself this because as we're growing, we have over 16 people and counting. We're just, and we're doing a lot, but I, I, I just remember like, what is my ultimate goal? It's to be of service and it's to help people, not just embrace intentional living, but I like, I'm a big fan of human beings. <laughs> like I'm a big fan of like helping people really reach their highest potential. And so that, that is like one quote that I, that I live by. And it ultimately boils down to us having one life and, and life is such a precious, precious thing. And so I just, I want people to embrace their one life and live well. And I find that so many people are not living their one life well. Yeah, I think that really will resonate uh, with those of you that are listening, because I think by the definition of this industry, we too are drawn to that. We want to serve and we want to help. I love how you said, I just like humans. <laughs> uh, and I think, what, you know, as an industry, we resonate with that. Um, but it doesn't mean, and it often shows up of, we serve the humans at the expense of ourselves. And so I really like that as a reminder. I think that's great. All right, what is a, um, a book, a resource, a podcast, or something that you have read or that you recommend to people regularly that uh, all salon owners should get their hands on? I think The Richest Man of Babylon is an amazing read. It's a short, small little book that gives you some game-changing principles. So I would recommend you read that. And regardless of where you're at, you can go to betterwealth.com. That's my website, betterwealth.com. We have an assessment tool. And if you click that, you can actually on a two-line graph, see exactly where you're at as it relates to, are you financially balanced or not? And it will be a step when we talk about auditing, it will be a step to see where you're at. And then it might, it might you know, really show you, you know, where you're at and where you need to go. And that tool is something that we've developed with some, some, some of my mentors, and it's helped so many people see where they're at and, and give them key steps on what they can do to better their future. Amazing. I'm going to make sure uh, the link to both of those, uh, the book and that tool is uh, in the show notes of this podcast. So make sure you get your hands on it. Let me know uh, what you discover and what you've learned and what your biggest takeaway is. I would love to know. Um, Caleb, uh, thank you so much for sharing yeah. your wisdom. Everything has resonated so well. Um, I know there'll be a lot of takeaways. I really do appreciate your time. Uh, I know people are going to want to stalk you, find you, find out more. Uh, we, we know you're dub dub now, but give us all of the places that we can find you. Yeah. And I just, first of all, want to say, I congratulate you. There's so many people that don't even talk about money. And so for, for your focus to even have this conversation is something that really inspires me. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I will say the best places to find me is you can either go to my website, betterwealth.com, I actually also have a podcast. So if you're so if you're weird enough and want to listen to me talk, um, you can go to, uh, you can go to Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams, and then also my first and last name will get you on all the social media platforms. Not TikTok though. I need to get on TikTok. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, amazing. Thank you so much again for your time, uh, Caleb. It's been really great.
Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Caleb, for joining me. And I think what we discussed today in this episode is such an important topic. And as Caleb mentioned, money is a topic that so few people are prepared to talk about and so many people are afraid of. So I think it's important that we cover these types of topics on the podcast and really open up that conversation more often. So Caleb, thanks again. Now, don't forget to join me in the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group to join more conversations just like these. Otherwise, I look forward to catching you same time, same place on the podcast next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.